Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a bonus episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And as usual, you can always reach me at Chef Fry Comedy, that's Chef B-R-Y, or simply by searching Surviving Empathy Podcast. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I was just in this mood. I needed to get stuff off my chest. And so without any script, without any rehearsal, without any thing at all i just turned on the microphone and went for it and it's a bonus episode and that's where i feel the freest to really give you guys a taste of who i am and what i care about and uh you know i i i I was on the fence i wasn't sure whether or not i wanted to post this or not because i don't want to give people the wrong idea but yes i am passionate rebecca and i care very deeply about this world and creating a better world and creating better circumstances and outcomes for regular folks, whether that be in their mental health or whether that be in uh, their jobs and uh, whatever. It's about creating a life that's sustainable, that where people and humanity and passion can be alive and, and uh, where we can uh, attack tyrannical systems that are just oppressing us and turning us into automatons. That will not do. So... I hope you uh, understand that this is just something from the heart. It's just a little extra something. Please don't judge me too harshly on it. Um, I would never judge you. So um, just realize that this is just a free uh, floating, free for all rant and dissertation about the things I care about. Um, But I hope you enjoy. Um, It's just for your amusement. So please enjoy there ladies and gentlemen welcome to another bonus episode of surviving empathy i'm your host brian russell of chef bry comedy and today ladies and gentlemen this is going to be you know i know i say that a lot that this is going to be different but this really is different um not that the other ones aren't but um you're you guys kind of get uh, have gotten a chance to know me and rebecca rebecca and i i don't know mean mean rebecca <laughs> i remember uh a childhood uh, neighbor friend was like, what's so mean about Brian? Mean Brian. <laughs> uh, that's how we learn proper grammar. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. Um, this episode's going to be a little bit different because it's just a bonus episode. Um, I didn't do any preparation for this at all. I didn't do any bullet points. I didn't do anything at all except for wake up in a certain frame of mind. And I just thought, you know, this might turn it into gold and I can air this for you guys to get something out of it. And uh, on the other hand, it it might get a little too weird and um, (laughs) discombobulated and it might end up going nowhere and and I might end up just scrapping this. But um, generally speaking, um, I, I, whenever I have this uh, compulsion to record, I just go for it because a lot of times uh, that's where your, your soul comes out, you know, and that's where the, deepest part of you comes out and the realest part of you too and that's what rebecca and i are really trying to bring you guys is um yes we talk about empaths and and how to uh, protect yourself in a world kind of going a little bit you know just aggressive and uh crazy sometimes but um and we do paranormal stuff because we're fascinated in those kinds of things and i do think there's a link you know we're talking about energy energy and spirits are kind of the same thing um and so uh, there's kind of a through line there. And, and Rebecca and I are really trying to put on a show that's 
really for people who are just, you know, frankly tired of all the um, fakeness and all the hoopla and all the, I don't know, just, you know, because I don't want to crap on anybody or anything, um, because I generally like this world, um, but there's so much about it that just starts to feel very unfair and um, it just gets on your nerves. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about because a lot of guys, a lot of you guys might know that um, I did radio for a time and that's sort of where I picked up the passion, the bug, if you will, for radio. And before this, I actually put on a YouTube channel for a short time um, and I'm going to be doing a, a YouTube channel again but this time more of a supplemental channel. Uh, last time I was trying to, you know, make it as a YouTuber. And uh, after a while, I realized I was more um, fit for radio because my thoughts and uh, the way I talk, I think, is much better suited for uh, radio where it's much more personal and it's much more deep. And that's what I try to bring you guys is just something thoughtful, something deep that, you, that uh, you know, helps to... Uh, uh, just food for thought, something that might help uh, cheer you up or something that might help you think about the world in a different way or whatever. You know, it's it's always my intention is always to help people because, um, frankly, uh, I am a soldier and a Boy Scout. You know, I admit it. I've never been in the Boy Scouts other than three weeks. But um, but I am a Boy Scout because I learned that in the military. I learned um that the world can be strange and the world can be dark and the, the the world can be regressive. And so I just wanted to talk free form and explain a few things that uh, perhaps you don't know. Um, Rebecca and I both come from poor working families. Uh, we were both raised on the central coast of California. Uh, we didn't know each other until we met on match.com in our thirties <laughs> and, uh, it was funny because we met and we just knew from that point this was this was our soulmate. We just could tell right away that there was just some weird unspoken connection that is runs so much deeper than uh, than words can say. You know, it's just we knew it instantly, and I can't explain how or why. But um, but growing up on the Central Coast, where there's a lot of upper middle class people, and it's a uh, Kind of uh, where celebrities and rich people go to ha do their summer fun, you know, their second home, if you will, their their summer, as they call it. But um, but uh, there's a lot of restaurants and there's a lot of cuisine and there's a lots of lot of culture, um, and that's the good part of the central coast of California where we grew up in the San Luis Obispo County area, um, just south of uh, Santa Barbara. Kind of give you guys a geographical understanding of where we were but um we grew up poor um uh, rebecca you know has uh, siblings she has two uh a brother and a sister and she was raised with two parents her dad was a carpenter for a long time and then he ended up working for a prison um but uh he had a really hard time and uh, it led him down a road of um, drinking and uh he 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 made it uh, life uh, kind of hell for rebecca and her sister for a long time. Um, and, and Rebecca being a shy uh, person, she's a very shy, but um, intelligent and sensitive uh, person. And uh, she can come off, uh, you know, awkward uh, because she doesn't always know if she's going to be accepted, you know, 
but at the end of the day, she's such, she has such a good heart. She, she deserves all the compliments and kudos she ever gets because she really is the embodiment of what a good person is, you know, good intentions. And uh, I think I do too. The difference is, is that I'm a little bit more snarky and I'm a little bit more irreverent, you know, and, and, uh, and I wanted to address that just a little bit because, um, I think my audience does know and gets who I am and what I care about, but I kind of feel like I need to spell it out because I do feel like sometimes when I'm telling you that about my crankiness or my moodiness or my irreverence that people, uh, take that as a sign of immaturity or they take that as a sign of hatefulness. And uh, you have to understand that uh, I'm a comedian first and foremost. I got into comedy because I got tired of the workaday life. I really got fed up with the corporatism and uh, having to g- just kiss ass to get ahead. And uh, you get to a point, you guys, where I cannot tell you the number of jobs that I've started and restarted and new schools and new, uh, you know, uh, certificate granting institutions. I've pretty much done it all. And while I'm very proud of a lot of it, um, uh, a lot of it just didn't go anywhere because there was no jobs. You know, when you're, when you're struggling and you're desperate and you want to find something new, you jump into schools and programs with this belief that it's going to help reset your life. And sometimes it does, but oftentimes it doesn't. I think there's a lot of people now who are trying to get ahead who just can't seem to get ahead, even if they have college background. And even if they have a a degree or a certificate of some kind, uh, sometimes the jobs just aren't there. So we're living in a different world than we used to live in. Not to say that it was ever perfect, uh, but we are living in different times. And so I felt compelled to do a show that was real, that was brutally, brutally honest and uh, where I could really be myself, you know, and I really told myself, you know, because season one was sort of a learning curve. I was trying to, uh, you know, find my voice, if you will. Uh, and then season two is where I decided, you know, I really am going to go for it. I'm going to be myself. I think people can take it. You know, because there really is nothing overly uh, controversial about me as a person. Um, I get a little irreverent on occasion, but, you know, I don't miss, I don't do the Joe Rogan stuff. I don't give people misinformation. I don't uh, talk about things that are overly controversial. Occasionally, I'll tell my opinions about politics and whatnot. But um, at the end of the day, Rebecca and I are just good, decent folks who want to connect with other good, decent folks. and. What we learned through these jobs and what we learned through um, living in a upper middle class area that made us feel less than, made us feel inferior, uh, that at the end of the day, the world uh, is ran on ego and, um, and, and, and this promise of things to come, but then it never happens. It never happens. You know, we're always waiting, waiting, waiting in our politics for that day when there's going to be a better infrastructure, better jobs, better equality. Um, and I don't want to bum you guys out because I do believe good things will and do happen. And we have to, you know, be patient with that. That being said, capitalism, you know, I am not anti-capitalist. I've talked about this on several episodes uh, where I talk about the economy and I talk about the gig economy. Um 
I am, I do understand that capitalism can be a good thing if it's done right. Um, and so I don't, I'm not one of these people who's trying to turn the world into socialist utopia or something. <laughs> uh, but I do think that we can bring about better results when we force corporations and we force people in power to relent to our needs, not the other way around. And we do that through uh, uh, community and, and, and getting together to create coalitions, you know, and I think everybody knows that, but nobody does anything about it. We all just sort of vote every four or every two years. And then we just sort of go away and we don't do more to create a better world because frankly, politics is, is boring and frustrating. And so we don't want to get involved. And there, there's so much divisiveness on the left and the right and all these agendas. And so at the end of the day, I really do think that uh, we're not doing enough as a society to create a better culture and better outcomes. Um, that being said, um, I can't blame people for getting uh, sick up, sick of politics and fed up with all of the nonsense that happens, you know. Um, but, you know, one thing I wanted to point out is that I have mentioned uh, on several occasions that I can be irreverent, that I can be a little cranky, that I can be crusty, but kind. Um, and I wanted to address that a little bit. You know, today, ah, for whatever reason, I am so sick of living in rural Oregon in the middle of winter and it's not against anyone because I have dear friends here uh, that I care about I uh, some people who have come out of the woodwork to show me their kindness and decency and um, and there are some normal folks here but with all that being said um, when you're dealing with a weird turbulent time because of COVID because of post-Trump politics because of a bad economy, and now you're we're we're entering in this new era where there's uh, the economy is just not great. You guys, we're having supply chain issues, and everybody wants to blame, blame, blame politicians and Biden for that. But it, it's really not that at all. It has everything to do with just people aren't excited to go work in these uh, oppressive systems anymore. And so we're forcing them to, uh, you know, have to pay better uh, and have to treat people with greater sense of dignity. And I think that's a good thing. We're getting there. But will it be enough? I don't know. I hope so. But I wanted to address my crankiness. I wanted to address my attitude, if you will. <laughs> because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, he's an empath, so he has to act a certain way. I have to act like a new age type of person. I have to act like a... a a self-help guru or I have to act a certain, uh, a certain level of, um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Just people expect a certain thing. And then when they get something different, they're like, well, I don't know, you know? Um, so I wanted to address it. Um, part of the reason why I get cranky on occasion, um, is because Rebecca and I deserve better. Rebecca deserves better. And I do all of this for Rebecca. That poor girl deals with so much bullshit at that store that I can't even tell you. And I have dealt with so many unjust, unfair people and systems and jobs. And I don't want to make this a pity party, but it's pound for pound. I can't believe how much bullshit I've been through just because I was born with a single parent 
and uh, didn't have a lot of money growing up, you know, and that really should not entrap us into a lifetime of servitude and jobs we don't want. And so at some point, you know, poor people, working class folk, we have to, uh, you know, put our foot down and draw our line in the sand and say, no, from this point forward, I will not do X, Y, Z. You know, it could be, I will not ever work, you know, like for me, uh, I'm never going to work in fast food again. I'm never going to work as a chef again, as a line cook, because it doesn't pay well. It doesn't treat people well. And it doesn't teach me anything new about cooking. It doesn't enrich me as a chef, you know. Now, if it did, and I saw an opportunity, I would definitely take it. Um, so we, we, we create these lines in the sand for ourselves to say, no, we're at a point in our life now where we can, um, we're old enough and we're smart enough and we're wise enough that we, we don't want to keep reliving these awful, awful, awful situations that we just can't seem to ever get out of because we're broke and broke people don't have a ton of options. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm all for people going to college. I'm all for people, um, bettering themselves through school and uh, I'm a big advocate of education and being scholastic Uh, but that being said you know there has to be jobs to go to and the colleges don't really prepare people for that and they don't teach people the real world anymore people are not learning what's really going on they're being tricked into thinking that everything is fine when it isn't we are living in a different type of economy with different type of values. Um, I think there's a lot of good people in the world. I think there's a lot of people who are trying to be kind and trying to be good to their employees. But I do find that more times than not, corporations and companies are just getting away with awful, awful destructive practices that not only um, perpetuate the cycle of poverty in this country, but it also perpetuates the cycle of exploitation and um and then they take their uh, money and power and they lobby in politics uh for policies frankly that only help rich people and wealthy people and corporations and uh, loosen up uh you know uh, restrictions on uh ecological uh, things that are meant to protect uh our world for, so that we have clean water and clean air and all of that. And I'll try not to get too political here, but, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, so my crab assiness, if you will, <laughs> uh, comes from a place of caring and concern. Um, but I do feel that you can't live in that uptight place all the time. And that's what I mean by punching out after, after the day is done. You, that which you cannot control, you just try to let it go, try to give it to the universe and pick it up tomorrow. Um, but frankly, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I wanted to shed some light on a lot of things. I wanted to shed some light on what being an empath is and what that entails, because I think there's a lot of misnomers about it. I think a lot of people think it's new age stuff or they think it's pseudoscience or they think it's, you have to act a certain way. You have to act, you know, like a, like a witch or a Wiccan or something, but you don't. I mean, if you are, that's great, but you don't have to be those things. And that's why I try to show you guys that, yes, I'm a caring, compassionate uh, empath that 
wants to create better outcomes for regular working folks and folks struggling with their mental health and um, folks that are just dealing with being more sensitive. Um, having empathy in a society that often does not creates a lot of uh, hardships for us folks that were raised with good values, you know. And so at the end of the day, um, I want, I don't want my crankiness or my irreverence to be misconstrued as hate. God, no. Um, it's just that sometimes you get frustrated and sometimes you got to make light of it and sometimes you got to crack wise, you know. And so that's, uh, as a comedian, what I t- sometimes do. And so I hope you guys, uh, as, empaths and sensitive understand that i am here for you i want you guys to understand what being an empath is what it entails um but but also we have to break out of these stereotypes of how people have to behave you know being an empath doesn't require that you act a certain way being um you know, just a good person should be enough. And uh, energy is intention. And I've always told you guys that. And so what do I mean by energy is intention? I simply mean that uh, your energy uh, aligns you with your values. It aligns you with your uh, with other people. And when your energy is good, um, it doesn't matter if you're perfect. It doesn't matter if you come off Perfect. You can get upset. You can get frustrated. You can get cranky even. Uh, just so long as your energy is correct, people will see, oh, that, that's, that doesn't concern me. He's frustrated about the world. He's frustrated about life. He's, a, he, he, he's passionate about making the world a better place. And that's what it is, frankly, because I see a world, you guys, and I'm sorry if this comes off hateful, uh, negative or, or nihilistic. Uh, but I see a world where we are not, we're not inheriting the world we deserve, you guys. And it really upsets Rebecca and I. And when I think of the number of times that I've had to start over, the number of times I've gone back to school, the number of times I've completed uh, certificates or diplomas, the number of times that I've started new jobs, uh, trying to put my best foot forward only to end up back into the lion's mouth or a bear trap, if you will. Um, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, when is this world ever going to get right? And to this day, to this day, you guys, I, 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 I don't mean to, to wax negative, um, but a person with my heart, a person with my qualifications, a person with my intellect and my kindness and my sense of, of duty and diligence towards being a good person shouldn't have to try this hard and work this hard for the kinds of jobs and situations that we're given. They're just not worth it. They don't pay anything. They don't go anywhere and they don't lead to anything. And so when I talk about capitalism, when I talk about jobs, most of us have to work these kind of shitty, go-nowhere jobs. And I hate to say that because I don't want to bum you guys out, you know. But at the end of the day, where is all this depression coming from? Where is all this anxiety coming from? It's coming from a lack of control that we cannot find our place in this world, frankly, you know. And that upsets me deeply. 
not just for myself and not just for Rebecca, although I spent many days wishing that Rebecca, that I could get her and pull her out of that life and give her more and better. But when you don't have money, when you don't have uh, wealthy parents, when you, when you rely on a system to function, <laughs> it gets hard, you guys. It gets hard, you know. Uh, Rebecca and I, when we got together, we said, we're going to be two against the world. And we borrowed that from Planet Terror. <laughs> two against the world. We knew going in to this relationship, we were going to have great financial challenges that we were going to um, have to push ahead in some pretty unprecedentedly hard times because it was right when the economy crashed after Bush handed that economy over to Obama back in 2008. And we knew going in to our relationship that it, it was it was not going to be storybook. It was not going to be a Cinderella story. Um, but we had no idea it was going to be this fucking crazy and hard and depressing and unrelenting, you know. Um, and I don't want to bum you guys out because I do believe that positivity and... Uh, Finding your hope uh, can lead down the road to situations and circumstances that can often have positive outcomes. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm completely negative about the world that we live in. I think there is some signs of hope. There are some signs of um, change. But I also see a world that um, cannot escape the clutches of corporate oligarchies and their greedy, tyrannical, fascistic systems and points of view, frankly. And so Rebecca and I, we we put on this show every day, or not every day, twice a week, <laughs> but we put this show on to help real people who are living in situations just like us that are quasi- fascistic, quasi-tyrannical, um, quasi... It just... Real jobs don't aren't gratifying like they used to be. And they often don't have upward mobility like they used to. And you have to really find a special person or a special place uh, to really feel like you're getting ahead and feeling good about yourself in this life. And a lot of people are frankly tired of the business attitudes and that robotic... Uh, corporate uh, mean-spiritedness that forces us, forces us, forces us to kind of kill our inner child inside for this greater good of uh, sophistication and, um, you know, having to act so grown up and so serious to to have a career, you know. And so I, I wasn't always a silly heart. I started off in my life being a very pensive child. I was a sensitive, pensive, worrywart child. Um, and then puberty, uh, I, I grew into myself. I found my sense of humor and my. I noticed that comedy helped me kind of get through the hard times and um, it helped me make friends with kids who would otherwise judge me for being different or poor. And um, I guess that's who I am today. 
is a guy who to this day just does not want to see a world that's ran by systems and attitudes that cannot seem to find the soul, the soul of the human spirit. You know what I mean? Because inside every person is this little inner child craving freedom, craving uh, acceptance, craving good pay, craving, craving, craving not to be scared, not to be frightened, not worried every day whether or not we're going to have food on the table or have rent paid on time. Oh, it upsets me to see how many people in this world are just freaking out. And how we all just play it off and we're not allowed to talk about it because that would be negative. Well, no, that may, it's talking about reality isn't inherently negative. Denying reality is inherently negative and, and reality itself sometimes can be inherently negative, but talking about it is the best thing we can do to get things off of our chest, to think about our problems, to uh, create a plan and strategy. Um, and so that's what Rebecca and I are doing is that she's, she's holding down the fort with the, the real job out there working at the grocery store. And I am doing my writing and my comedy and my chef bride comedy brand uh, and the podcast uh, all to uh, try to make some real discernible difference in the world. Now, do I think that, you know, my little voice, one person is going to make a huge difference? Um, not, probably not in the way that you, you want, you know, I probably won't get famous like Joe Rogan, but, um, but there is a butterfly effect to kindness when you uh, tell it like it is, when you treat people with respect and dignity, when you talk about your problems in a real open and honest way. Um, I, I just feel like being yourself and doing what's right and real. Um, is how you attract the right people and attract the right audience. And I do believe that success is not a straight line. It's a, it's a zig and a zag. And, uh, you're not going to get there overnight. But the success that I want is not just for myself. It's not a selfish success. It's a success in that I've helped people realize their own problems and their own struggles. Perhaps as an empath, or perhaps with their mental health, or perhaps escaping a um, a, a persecuted uh, life or a, a regressive uh, system. We, when we identify what's wrong with the world, it doesn't mean that we have to become spoiled. It doesn't mean that we have to become uh, entitled. Um, it's not about perfection. It's about identifying systems that are regressive so that we can say, hey, these things would work a whole lot better if they worked for people and for the pursuit of humanitarian uh, goodness and kindness and not just for greed and capitalistic gain. You know, because that, we've just grown way, way, way too accustomed to status quo, go-nowhere life and go-nowhere situations, and we all just sort of, have shrunken ourselves down into these small little shrinky dinks, aging myself with that reference, but uh, we're like these little tiny shrinky dinks. We're just tiny little people who just have no voice and no say, and we just accept that which we cannot change. 
Sorry. <laughs> but we can't, ex- we, we just, we shrink. And we, instead of grow and rise to the challenge of, of a better world and a better job and a better society and treating each other with greater kindness and dignity. And I just, maybe the cheese slipped off my cracker, but I am just like, nope, no way. I love radio and I love uh, being an empath and I want to teach people what it means sincerely and truly that it's not a magic power. It's not some new age hippie stuff. It is um, just listening to your conscience, listening to vibes, listening to intentions, looking at micro expressions, looking into people's face and being able to see that brittle mask in order to gain an insight into who they really are as a person, you know? And so what I would ask of you guys, my empath uh, tribe, my audience, my viewers, my listeners, whatever you want to call yourself, is just please forgive me when I get a little bit real. Because I assure you, I have no malice towards good, regular folks I have no desire to uh, radicalize uh, or to um, treat people with a hateful in a hateful way in a hateful manner. No fucking way, man. I, we, Rebecca and I, are good people. I'm a soldier. I'm an EMT. I was a massage therapist. I was a phlebotomist. And my life was all dedicated to, to preserving the dignity and integrity of the human condition. And when we treat each other with respect and dignity, we not only feel good, which is great, but all the people who would otherwise wilt to the challenge rise up. And they believe in themselves and they believe in something again and they get hope and that hope can become infectious and that infectiousness can uh, better the world. It, it, it creates a butterfly effect and everything in our society. So do I think that my little podcast surviving empathy is going to make great waves? Um, no, not in the, not in the, traditional sense but in the sense that can i reach people and can that help pay forward goodness decency uh, logic reason just being better to each other yes i absolutely believe it will have a butterfly effect on the totality of this world and it's um and what's possible so yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, I don't believe every job is terrible. I don't believe every system is awful. Sometimes you have to generalize when you're making a point. Um, but I can tell you that I've been in retail. I've been in cooking and restaurant work. I've been in um, catering. I've worked as a massage therapist. I've worked as an EMT. I have worked uh, uh, janitorial, custodial work. (laughs) I used to clean uh, houses to get them prepped and ready for new sales. 
And uh, I can tell you that we, you know, there are some good people out there, and there have been occasionally some good bosses. But there's been a whole lot of bad ones. And um, you don't expect every job to turn into a power career. Um, You kind of know going into some jobs, okay, this is just going to be this. It's not going to be huge, but it'll help pay some of the bills, you know. Um, So in that regard, those types of jobs, you just want them to be, um, you know, sustainable and and not chip away at your self-esteem and your happiness. Uh, But far too often a job that's not even that important becomes all-encompassing. And you go into this interview and you have to change yourself and you have to modify yourself. And then you, ha- you maybe you get the job, maybe you don't. But it's so frustrating watching this world being taken over by these people who feel like they're in a position to know us, to judge us, to, 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 um, to, to scrutinize our character. Our, I almost said caricature. <laughs> to scrutinize our character. Like, who are you, fella? To be judging me, especially now when I that I'm older, I'm more experienced. Maybe I can be doing the judging and you can be doing the ass kissing for a change. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but there is no ego. There is no pretense. There is no arrogance at all in my desire to succeed. I want to succeed because I want to start charities. I want to help empaths and help people who are struggling with mental health problems. I want to help people gain an insight to who they are so that they can uh, really start to feel good about themselves and find hope and find passion and find creative uh, outlets uh, that uh, help them become a better person and help them find careers or jobs or situations that don't uh, just completely ruin their self-esteem or completely ruin their sense of um, joy in this world. Because there's so many jobs out there that are just so robotic and they're just so plastic and they're so transactional. There's no heart anymore. There's no feeling. And this is the world they tell us that we're supposed to conform into. All the while, we know better. We're smarter than that. We're better than that. We're more creative than that. We could offer a world way, way better than what they're giving us, but we just relent because we're broke. Here's the world, and we just accept it as it is, just like Anne Frank accepted that she's a 14-year-old girl that the Nazis want to murder for no good reason at all. She just Imagine what that does to a girl, a little kid's psyche that I'm not good enough and that uh, I have to be scared that I'm going to be hunted down like a like an animal. And that's kind of sort of, you know, what I feel like kids nowadays are being dealt. They're being dealt this not necessarily are we being hunted down or but we're being scrutinized and judged and devalued by a system that pretends it's so special and important. And so when I talk about society and not wanting to be a society person, it means that I don't subscribe to uh, other mentalities because that's what I'm told to think. That's what I'm told to feel. I make up my mind for myself in every case, 
in every situation. I make my own mind up about what it is. And so I can understand sometimes how the right-wing media or the right-wing people can sort of say, hey, you know, I can't even think for myself anymore without being vilified for it. You know, and then people want to cancel people because, you know, they have a limited understanding of what they, what what their philosophy is. And so I don't want to make it uh, political, but I just mean to say that when we think for ourselves and when we are independent, completely independent from all these systems and all these people and all these attitudes out there, these prevailing attitudes that are trying to change us and mold us into their way. All I'm saying is, is that if you agree with it, that's fine. If you've, you've looked it over and it makes sense to you and your life, great. But sometimes there are systems that aren't being uh, properly uh, vetted and we are being led down a road, you guys. It will not save this planet. It will not save the middle class. It will not save the working poor. And it will not create better outcomes for the human race. It just won't. And that is not inherently a negative thing to say. That is the fucking truth, you guys. And so I am passionate about uh, helping empaths and about uh, creating not just uh, people that are more kind and more sensitive and more caring and more loving and more thoughtful, more classy and more dignified to live a life with grace and dignity and class. Of course, all those things matter to me. But more than that, you've noticed in season two that I started to sort of kind of uh, drop in little pellets of reality. Little pellets of my more quote unquote, uh, you know, controversial views. But I assure you, I don't have any views that um, any uh, true pragmatist wouldn't have. I am not that strange and I am not that different than regular people out there. We're just all struggling and we're all trying, struggling to figure it out. And a lot of us, instead of fighting the system, we become a part of that system and then we become a part of that problem and the perpetuation of automatons and uh, plastic, robotic, uh, unfeeling life of low pay and low wages and go nowhere jobs. And those systems have to be put in check, you guys. Not in a tyrannical way, not in a militant way, not in a, we don't have to get all riled up, but we have to be intelligent and sensible and mature. And address these problems as grown-ups. And that's what I mean when I talk about, in previous episodes, about emotional maturity. We can still be silly and, you know, get a laugh out of a fart joke. We can be silly hearts. We can be have a childlike fun and innocence about us. Um, just so long as the adult in us understands the truest understanding of reality and the truest understanding of what adults should do and should care about because when you get sort of uh glamored into trumpism or glamored into some of these um 
I don't know, attitudes out there in the world. Um, I think there's a lot of grownups out there who just never grew the fuck up. The end, you know. There are many, 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 many people who look like grownups. They have facial hair and they dress in their pants and their polo shirts. And they look like grownups, but on the inside, they're kids and not smart kids. We're talking, these are the dumb kids. These are not, these are the kids that peaked in high school and then went nowhere afterward. And we listen to them because they're bullish. We listen to them because they're loud and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. All while the meek and the intelligent and the intellectual and the scholastic kids get uh, sort of outshouted and, and, and outshined by the louder, more boisterous voices out there who really don't have a right to be spreading all this nonsense because they haven't really figured it out for themselves. They're not in an intellectual or, or emotional position to be moral leaders in our society, like Donald Trump, for example, and much of the Republican Party. That doesn't mean that I have a problem with Republicans or conservatism in and of itself. It means that grow the fuck up, you guys, and quit uh, propagandizing everything and stop the nonsense. We can smell your bullshit from here. And so when I wax a little political here, you have to understand, um, I will criticize Democrats when it is necessary, but I will also tell you guys that just because I disagree with centrists and corporate Democrats, um, I know I have to work with those people to get the policies that I want to build the infrastructure and the equality that we need to create a society that is more fair and more kind and more equal, and we, we're not ever going to do that in the Republican Party. It's never going to fucking happen. And I wish it weren't so. I would love to give credit to the Republican Party for all the good they do in this world, but I can't. George W. Bush practically ruined the economy with his bad decision-making, and then he handed it off to Obama, and then he got blamed for all of it. And now here we are, because Democrats are quiet and meek and... Uh, withdrawn uh we, we 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 go oh those democrats they're so they're so wimpy i'm gonna go with that strong one that trump that strong republican over there he he speaks to my heart because he speaks what what people want to hear yes but he's dysfunctional and he doesn't know how to fix shit and he doesn't care and so i would just ask you guys that um you follow your mature sensible heart follow what's right in your soul people who grift will talk a big big game and they will never ever live up to it and um and the people like obama you know i didn't agree with everything he did um but at the end of the day he had to solve these financial problems that were propagated and perpetuated by conservative policies that do not help the middle class, do not help the working poor, and do not create a better, kinder society. That being said, I believe George W. Bush was one of the last sane Republicans who actually wanted compassionate capitalism, just didn't know how to achieve it. Because it's not very straightforward. 
In fact, Paul Krugman and uh, uh, who's that other one? Uh, Robert Reich, you know, these are some of our smartest intellectual minds about the economy that we've ever had in the public uh, sphere. And uh, they never agree on what the solution is, but what they always have in common is supporting progressive policies that strengthen the middle class and, 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 and give and grant uh, more rules and restrictions to corporate America, to corporations. That's that should be universal on both sides of the aisle, not just on the left. The fact that Republicans sit there and and grant these criminal enterprises to uh, corrupt them and corrupt their thinking. Come on, you guys, wake the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day, you guys, I love being happy and joyful and expressive and caring, and kind, and positive. I hate when I get negative. I hate when I have to. We shouldn't have to live in a world where we're this upset all the fucking time. You know? And I don't blame Republicans for everything. It's just our system. It's just our system, you guys. And so, um, we all have to kind of work these regular jobs, and we have to find something in it that's personally gratifying um, and we have to find ways to get over our anxieties and fears from that system that disregards us, you know. And I think since we can't quite change the world in ways that we want to, uh, we have to toe the line where we can in our politics and we can uh, educate people and and get people to understand the difference between the status quo and real change in progress to understand how to identify quasi-fascist movements, to identify propaganda from truth, to identify hard-hitting journalism from uh, gotcha questions and silly bullshit, to, I, to be able to identify, uh, you know, to identify corruption and to identify... Uh, inauthenticity and to be able to identify at the end of the day regressive mentalities that perpetuate less robust living and not more robust living for the vast majority of us working folks who our, our, our mental health is suffering, our, our pocketbooks are suffering, we're all having to rent now instead of buy houses and then every day we come home, we put on HGTV, we watch these folks fix up these houses for millions of dollars, and we're like, God, wouldn't it be nice to have a house? Wouldn't it be nice to not have to live in a mobile home park? Wouldn't it be great not to have to pay this $1,600 in rent? It's like throwing money into a fucking bottomless pit. And yet we all put up with it. Like, like that shit's normal. It isn't normal. It's become normal, but it shouldn't be the norm, you guys. And how do we fix all that? Well, it's like the old meme. When we stand up together, the game is over. The game is being played upon our backs. We are the ones that are being exploited. We are the ones that are being uh, taken for granted in our right to exist and our joy, our humanity. 
is being uh, diminished by systems that care more about uh, squeezing every little dollar out of us than caring about, uh, you know, the, 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 the most important thing in the world is, and that is the perpetuation of the human race. Uh, not just that we uh, survive, but that we thrive. And I swear to you, you guys, when you look in Europe and parts of the country that are more socialist than us, um, you can sit there and debate all day long if you want. If you don't like socialism, okay, fine. But their healthcare systems are better that are socialist, and their outcomes are more happy and more profitable when they put socialism into capitalism. When you create socialist uh, movements, uh, socialist policies, you're actually evening the playing field so that more people have more value in their jobs, in their lives, in their healthcare. And when you create a for-profit system that's completely indifferent and only rewards the biggest sociopaths and the biggest, meanest dogs, it creates a big, mean, scary dog world. And, uh, no, man, we want a world that's a happy, well-adjusted, cute, sweet dog. Not some junkyard dog full of rabies and, <laughs> and craziness, you know? So, anyway, so the, the point is, you guys, is that I, I love doing this for you guys. Um, I get great joy out of being able to, uh, empower people who don't feel empowered i get a terrific sense of accomplishment out of uh just sort of educating people on uh, the rights and the wrongs in our society and uh, empowering empaths and sensitives and uh, introverts and all those gawky awkward folks who just don't feel good enough in our society and uh the truth of the matter is, is that I will not stop. I will not stop this podcast until I feel like I've said everything I need to say. And I've helped everybody that I need to help. And if this isn't enough, I will keep doing more. And so I wanted to kind of end that this show on, uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys. You know, I've, I've told you before that uh, it, I will forgive you of your trespasses if you forgive me of mine. What I mean by that is that I'm not always going to say things you people like. I'm not always going to say the correct thing. Um, but I assure you that I mean no harm. Um, uh, we, it's just life is frustrating. Rebecca and I have to deal with real life shit, real rent, real jobs, real pains in the ass coworkers, real systems that are not, uh, playing fairly you guys and so i get yes i get cranky i get irritated and downright mentally irregular about it from time to time but i assure you that i process those feelings and i turn it into a plan an action plan and i i have come to the realization that the way you change this world is by shaping the minds of people who don't feel hopeful you, you help in any and every way you can. And so I assure you, if you guys have any problems, come to us. We will talk to you. 
If you guys, uh, 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 if we've helped you in some way, please let us know. You know, we're empaths, but we're not psychic. We can't just, you know, we don't know to what extent we're making a difference in people's lives. We, we have heard a few stories and they're so positive and they're so good and they're so, so, they make me so happy and so joyful. And it gives me the hope and it gives me the encouragement to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, all that being said, there's a lot of negativity in the world. There's a lot of unfairness. And that's what we're fighting. We're not here to fight politics. We're not here to fight people. We're here to fight regressiveness, regressive systems and regressive things that could be improved if we just all together worked together to create a better world. Not just in America or Canada, but every country. When you fight back, they must relent, at least in some small ways. And when you continue to fight for what's right, you will create a better world. And you do that by not relenting, by identifying and knowing what's right in this world and knowing what's wrong in this world and not ever allowing yourself to be um, a part of a system or a part of a job that um, that doesn't mean that you can't work these jobs that have certain corporate agendas. It just means that you will never sell out to their cause. You will never become a sellout. You know, I used to say back in the day, the biggest thing we used to learn <laughs> One of the most biggest thing back in the day, uh, in the 90s, when I was getting out of high school, was that people were deathly afraid of being uh, sellouts. They were deathly afraid of being posers. That was a huge one in a surf culture. Don't be a poser. Don't be a sellout. Nowadays, everybody sells out at the for the right price. And um, I get it. You know, we're not, you know. A model is offered good money to, to to work for Maybelline. She's going to sell out and do it. I don't blame her. A, um, a, a perhaps a, a band, you know, sells out their hit single for a new Marvel movie. Hey, I get it. So that's not what I mean by selling out. Um, because we're all broke and we're all just trying to find validation. We're trying to find success. And through our uh, actions and through our, um, through our, uh, you know, through our good intentions, um, we are just trying the best we can to um, spread uh, the our personality and our worth as as far and wide as we possibly can. And so, if if a band can can make a little extra money by selling their song to a you know corporate giant. Um, so long as they're not, uh, selling out their message, Hey, I say fine with that, you know? Um, but when we were talking in those days about selling out, we were talking about never sell out your values, never sell out your morals, never sell out who you really are and the root of who you are. In other words, don't change. You grew up struggling. Then don't, when you become successful, Stop caring about those who struggle. It's like the people who go from uh, cocaine to Rogaine, and now 
You've got all these uh, yuppies uh, pretending like they didn't used to be hippies. Pretending like uh, they didn't smoke pot just like you and I did when we were young. You know, um, they get into this attitude of, well, I have mine now, so never mind whether or not you have yours or not. No, fuck all that, man. No. If you want to create a better world, you have to fight. But you don't want to be militant. And you don't want to be antisocial. And you don't want to be criminal. And that's what I'm trying to teach you guys is that you can be irreverent. And you can be hard-headed, and you can be stubborn, and you can be cranky and crusty sometimes. Just know where the line is. Don't uh, hurt the cause by becoming criminal. Don't hurt the cause by doing illegal things. Don't hurt the cause uh, by by acting like an asshole, uh, making uh, people in that movement look weak or, 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 or evil or, or undisciplined. So, because I don't fight for liberals, I fight for the working class, whether that's Republican or Democrat or none of that, we work for empaths. We work for the mental health and robust living of every citizen of this world, regardless of what country, regardless of your skin color, regardless of how shy or extroverted you are, regardless of, of what you look like. Um, you know, Rebecca and I, you've heard on the show, we know how to be lighthearted. We know how to be fun and fun loving. Um, but then you've heard some of my monologues where I've been uh, doing shows by myself where I can get very passionate, very serious, sometimes very bleak and dark. But if we don't talk about these things, who the fuck will? We're going to wait around for Joe Rogan to tell us stories about how we're going to save this world. I fucking doubt it. So... Anyway, I'm going to take a sip of coffee here. So, I apologize if I'm coming off a little too riled up. <laughs> um, it's just that I want you guys to see that um, getting cranky, getting irreverent, getting uh, heavy um, is not the enemy. Don't get mad at people just because they're mad. They might have a very good, valid reason to be mad. And don't get down on people who are negative if they're trying to make those negative things more positive. Don't shoot the messenger. You want to get mad at someone, get mad at the status quo. Get mad at the systems that pretend and perpetuate this idea that uh, nothing needs changing. Nothing needs changing. We don't need better jobs. We don't need better roads. We don't need better infrastructure. We don't need better politics. We don't need better Congress people. We don't need better teachers. Yes, we do. And we um, can be passionate and we can be, um, you know, we can, we can be, uh, what's the word? I guess we, you know, we can be passionate without being, um, hateful we can be negative without being neg nihilistic um, we can show people uh, every side of the spectrum of from happiness to despair um, without it uh, having to um, obscure the message 
too many people get scared anymore when you talk too much about reality. People get scared to death when you tell them things that go against their worldviews. People freak out when you try to tell people that, hey, on the surface, this might all look perfect and great, but underneath, uh, this world is rotting from within, you guys. And I do believe in many ways the world is getting better. It's becoming more sensitive and we're, we're treating our kids better. They're learning good values, I think. And I think we're becoming more sensitive and we're becoming more uh, aware of the dysfunction and of the in- injustice and inequality in the corporate sector and our jobs. Uh, so there's a lot to be positive and happy about. Abso-fucking-lutely, you guys. But at the end of the day, um, don't be satisfied with good enough. Be satisfied when we all create a world that that really, really uh, is growing and evolving. And don't depend on others to do it for us. When when you When you decide to bow out, you know, I said yesterday, if you want to volunteer, uh, go for it, you know? But if you're too busy to volunteer, don't add more responsibility to your plate thinking that's going to change your problem. That's kind of like, you know, people who have marital problems thinking that um, having a kid is going to solve all those marital problems. No, don't add more fuel to the fire. You know, take care of what's at hand and then move on. Um, But at the end of the day, we can be passionate. We can be uh, angry. We can be uh, a little spicy sometimes um, without it uh, detracting from our message. Um, there's, we should all be uh, mature enough as, as, as young adults, as older adults, to be able to handle any and every topic uh, in a mature and balance way. If you listen to things and and you just get that see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil thing where you just can't ha- be listening to that, that means that you have some growing to do. And I know politics bores people, you know, it's like eating your broccoli. Nobody wants to eat broccoli all at least all the time, you know. Um so what I would say is, is that if you have a problem adulting because it's all kind of boring and dull, I get it because I get that way sometimes too. Um, so what I would say is um, raise your curiosity and incrementally learn policies, incrementally learn platforms. Why is it the Democrats believe in this? Why is it the Republicans believe in that? Um, why is the, the filibuster rule such an important thing right now? Why is it so contentious? Who are the, the, the good actors and the bad actors involved? Once you have a good survey of life and reality, you don't have to be an expert at every little thing to be smart enough and wise enough to make good choices for you and make good choices that help benefit the world. And so all I'm trying to do is get, get everybody on the same page of this sort of uh, baseline of intelligence, baseline of humanity, baseline of compassion, and a baseline of decency, and, and, and so that we can preserve the dignity of every citizen, of everybody on this planet. We can create a better world. I know it doesn't seem that way. We're all so jaded and cynical. I get it. 
So am I sometimes. I just proved that. Um, but there are ways that the world can and will get better. And it gets better when we pull our thumb out of our butts and get moving, get active. You know, you might be busy. You might be dealing with mental health stuff. You might be um, just too uh, busy and too, you know, too uptight and upset to, to do a lot. And that's okay. But you can do your little part here and there. If we all work together to lift the board game off of our backs, I promise you when we all stand up, the game is over. And we can work together. As one people, as one species, we should not care about other race races. We should not care about our gender differences. We should not care about all those things. We are all one people. We are all one society, and we have to live on this planet together. And all those rich people and billionaires flying off into outer space will not ever in our lifetime save us from this planet and from climate change, and from all the things we got to do right now to create a better world for us right now. So you better start believing climate change right now if you don't, and you better start believing right now that the earth is not flat right now. Get straight right now, and from there we can start thinking and planning and um, creating action plans, short-term goals, and... um not only in your own personal life, but in, in, in the, in, in, in salvaging this, this planet that is being taken over and completely monopolized by greed. And corporatism. Come on. No, fuck no. That's called selling out. And, um, I don't know. I always get a picture of like Nirvana or Dave Grohl. <laughs> but, uh, that used to be like the biggest turnoff. Any band that sold out. Oh. They were, they, their whole career would be tanked. And nowadays, you see these sellout bands left and right, and nobody even sees the difference. So, anyway. Um, what I'll leave you guys with is, um, is, a, is thank you for being a fan. Thank you for being a, a listener. Thank you for being a part of my empath tribe, our empath tribe, frankly. Not just me and Rebecca, but you too, all of us. It's ours. I am not your leader. I am your facilitator. We are equals, and we are here to create a world that is um, less punitive, more fun, more sensitive, and more attentive to the needs of humans and their suffering. And we don't have to be complete wimps and pussies to do that. We can be tough. We can find inner strength. And you can have robust health and robust mental health. This you got this one life, you guys. Don't sit on the sidelines, please. Don't sit on the sidelines unless you're, you know, unless you're healing. It's okay for self care, but don't sit on the sidelines forever, letting other people shape this world for you. We have to shape it right fucking here, right fucking now. So, thank you guys. This is just a bonus episode. Uh, I'm gonna go over this episode and listen to it and decide. Um, did Brian? Uh, you know, go a little too nutty crazy, or did Brian uh, hit the mark <laughs> just right? Uh, the truth is, is that I, I, you know, I get self-conscious occasionally. I don't want you guys to think the wrong thing. I do have the best intentions of everybody involved, including myself, including Rebecca, 
and including you guys, my empath tribe. Um, but I'm passionate and passion can come off like craziness to the, uh, uninitiated. But I promise, I assure you that I'm, I'm perfectly sane. I just, I'm getting to that age where I cannot live another decade watching the same old, same old jobs and the same old, same old bullshit ruin this planet and rule our lives. Fuck that. <laughs> I want passion and joy and creativity to rule the day. And uh, with a little passion, we can all shape this world into our mind's eye, not the other way around. That's what it's about. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you guys so much for your friendship and support. Thank you guys for um, for giving me of my passion and of my, uh, you know, crankiness and of my imperfections. I promise you, Rebecca and I, we like you just the way you are. And uh, I hope you guys will be able to like us just the way we are. Because in real life, if you were here just hanging with us, we're pretty fun, funny people. We're chill. We're good folks, and I'm sure you are too. And uh, that's what it's all about. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you in... uh, Maybe I'll have another bonus episode, but if not, uh, you will catch me in the Season 3 opener in about one month. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Love you.